And we're live. Welcome to episode number 17 of Don't Hate the Podcast. It's uh, Saturday, May 16th, 2020, and I can hear Mike's typing and Pop's fan. That's right. This is that a- means the podcast is started. That means we're live. Yeah. I'm your host, Mark Money. I'm one of your hosts, Mark Money. And uh, joining me are my friends, Killer Metal Mike. Yo. And Pop That Baby Maker. Every week right here on twitch.tv slash don't hate the podcast, we give our thoughts and opinions on games and gaming culture. So, what the fuck is happening, my friends? Going on? You know, same shit, different day. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, Yeah, but that's like the case of the world right now, right? It really is, man. It is the same shit. It's one big long day. Yes. And it doesn't matter what you call the day, it's just like all the other days. Because there's no things to distinguish the days anymore. Some day that ends in Y. That's it. Right. There's no months anymore, or twos, or, or wins. No. They're all just day. Just, what day is it? Today. Day. It's right now. It's day. Great. Yeah. So, <laughs> other than that, you know, so forget the blur of time that is reality. I mean... This shit sucks right now. <laughs> so I've been taken to the digital world, right? Ah, them video games. Video gaming. I've been doing actually over the past two weeks. Wasn't here last week. Shout out my wife. Hi. Um, it was my anniversary. Oh so yeah, that's yeah, oh, yeah. That's... Last week you were not. Uh, but over the past two weeks, I've been playing. Uh, actually a lot of games to completion which is like a really great feeling when you actually finish a game so i'm like "Ah, i feel good yeah that is a great feeling to finish the games yeah um in an effort to move this in a more streamlined fashion let me just give the patch notes for this episode there's not much really to say um except for the Social media is getting sort of a little bit of an overhaul in the sense that um, my plan is to start breaking apart these videos into segments and putting the segments up as uh, their own individual videos, so clips that you can watch uh, on YouTube at youtube.com slash don't hate the podcast and also at Instagram at don't hate the podcast where do the Instagram TV videos, same thing as YouTube. So you could watch it there. You could watch it on YouTube. Um, and that's the point of putting this in the patch notes is that the, anybody who's watching or maybe listening to this later on, or if you're watching right now live, right now without, uh, you know, this, I'm, I'm working on getting a Patreon set up, but I'm trying to figure out some realistic like goals that we and things that we could offer to to reach those goals but until that happens the best way to support what we're doing if you like what we're doing is to go to the social media pages mainly this one here on twitch and the videos on youtube and just subscribe and like them because youtube's algorithm that's just how it works so if you genuinely like what we're doing then i would appreciate the like right but if if you don't really give a shit about what we're doing, but you want us to succeed, then throw the like on the video as well. That that would help a lot. Yeah. It helps to grow the channel and, and put it in front of more eyes and people who who might want to consume this type of content. So that is number one. Number two, the question box is still down there. It's you know brand new channel, so I'm not expecting it to be over overloaded with um, 
suggestions or comments or questions, but that is the place where if you want to get something read on the show right now, that's the best way to do it. Of course, if somebody leaves a comment on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook, then, you know, as long as we have the time, we'll read all that stuff too. So without further ado, unless you guys have anything to add, tell me what you've been playing. And we could start with Mike, because Mike wasn't here last week. Oh, all right. So I actually have a couple to talk about. Um... The first thing is that I actually finished uh, Breath of the Wild. Okay. Last last time that we were in here, um, I had finished all the shrines. I got all 120 shrines, which then gives you the uh, original Legend of Zelda outfit, which I found quite hysterical. Wait, original as in NES? the, The NES with his little brown short shorts. Oh, cool. Oh, yeah. So that was a hoot because I got to look at that for a minute. Um, Yeah, but the one thing that I took away after everything, after finishing, I did all the shrines, then I did all the memories, and then I went and finished the end of the game, the fight against Ganon. So after doing all of that, the one huge takeaway that I have from this... um, Playthrough on the Switch, right? Yeah, so I finished it on the Switch. Um, it's really weird because uh, Link to the Past and Ocarina of Time have been like tied for my number one Zelda game like ever, mm-hmm. and I feel like they still are. Um, but I feel like it's not because I want to put Breath of the Wild at number two, but I want to put it in a different category. Like, the tie between Link to the Past and Ocarina is because they're, like, almost the same game. That structure of, you obtain these three things, now we bring you to a different version of the place that you know. Now you have to find eight more things, and now you go fight this boss. This right? top, this 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 intro topic that we have is so tangential because I want to just tailspin out of this right now. And, and, no. But, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to restrain everything okay. that's so, going to flow out keep, of me. To keep this idea short, right? Yeah. Uh, well, it doesn't have to be tied, short. I think we should get into it a little. Mix right. it up. But they're, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> they're tied for number one because they're almost like the same thing. They're just, you know, slightly different story different uh characters involved but essentially the same idea three new place eight more then you do the big thing at the end it's a you know big ta-da this one not because it's an open world game but actually because for the first time in a zelda game i felt like this really was a legend of zelda game like all of the story in this game is like link is like second banana to everything going on yeah this wow, is about yeah. her character development it's about she you know obviously link gets appointed to her as her knight but like she has to take it upon herself to swear him in as such and do the ceremony and everything she's the one trying to prove that she doesn't need him she goes about and sets all these things up to you know prevent Ganon from coming back and her father's dismissive of the whole thing and she doesn't believe in herself and her powers and everything like the whole thing is about her story like all these other ones I feel like Zelda is like hey I'm a princess hey I know this shit's gonna go down but nobody believes me will you help okay go do all the things see you later 
and that's Zelda's part in all of it. Mm-hmm. You know, she's mm-hmm. like a set piece. Right. But in this one, all the story felt like, I mean, yeah, you're there, but you don't necessarily have to be for this story to still happen. You know, yeah. like if you play this game and told me that that character wasn't Link, but that was still Zelda, and you're just Link, you're just Zelda's knight, mm. some new nameless dude. Yeah. I'm not sure that it would matter. Yeah, uh, that's really interesting. And um, the story, spoilers for Breath of the Wild, minor spoilers if you haven't played Breath of the Wild yet. But but Zelda has been fighting this fight for a long time you came to help her once and got fucked up like why she's so dead set on you coming to even help her again is like beyond me it's like dude this this guy got fucked up and slept in a cave for a hundred years yep. <laughs> just once find somebody else <laughs> to help yeah. you know but right i mean you said you beat it so apparently yeah. link, link was the right choice uh, yeah, and I feel like she wasn't even happy about it, but the thing was is that it really wasn't her choice at all. She was appointed by the sword. Right. So oh, the yeah. sword chose him, so she had to use him as well. The whole Excalibur. Because, yeah, because he's the one who can wield the sword that'll seal the darkness. Yeah. Even though in Ocarina of Time, can't you beat Ganon with a bottle? Um, no. Yeah. I think I saw can somebody you like beat him with a bottle, or a, I know you can beat him with a Deku stick. Okay, so I feel like the uh, bottle's more resilient than the stick, anyway. Yeah, the bottles against the uh, the Ganondorf fight, ah. where you can volley the shots back and forth That's with right. the empty bottle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. what I was thinking of. Yeah, just to touch on what you said real quick, um, like my favorite Zelda games had always been the original for NES mm-hmm. and Ocarina, and when I played Breath of the Wild, I mean, you know me, um, I've always said that the latest iteration of a game is usually the best based off of, like, graphics, mechanics, sound, and all that stuff. But I think this one becomes my favorite because it just hits every beat, and I can, I can, I can, I think that it, Breath of the Wild plays so much like the first NES Zelda game. You know, where you're just dropped into this world without really much guidance at all. And Good luck, yeah. fucker. Here you go. And yeah. go find well, stuff. And then you find stuff, and it's like, back then, blowing up that, you know, I mean, who sat there and thought to drop bombs on every frame, every pixel? Like, let me just move one pixel to the left and try dropping a bomb here. And, like, then you open up a cave. That must have turned kids' brains into liquid diarrhea Hell <laughs> back yeah. in the day. <laughs> I mean, I remember my uncle showed me that, and I'm like, I didn't care about showing anybody else or being going and like letting people know. I was just like, no. Every time I play, I didn't understand the concept of battery saves back then, so I just started a new game every time I turned that game on. You know? Yep. It wasn't until my adult years that I played through. I played through. I think I did seven dungeons in the original Zelda, and uh, didn't save. And then the cartridge, like, I don't know, got hot or crapped out or something. And it's like, it was all gone. <laughs> I sat there for an afternoon just following a guide. Like, I want to I beat this game. Yep. I've still never actually rolled the credits on it. Oh. But, you know, still one of my favorite games. So anyway, yeah, you've been playing Breath of the Wild. 
and you yeah. made it. So Breath of the Wild, that was super good. Mm-hmm. And I actually uh, sucked in my kid, my son, and uh, my wife right at the end. And right before I entered, like, I had that feeling, like, all right, I'm climbing the castle, I'm going in this place, and then I'm like, oh, here's a big, ominous-looking, unguarded doorway, like... I bet once I walk through here, something's going to happen. So I was like, let me stop for a second. And I was like, hey, check this out. And I brought him over and I played out all the memories in order. Mm. And like basically gave them the whole story right before I walked in the door. That's awesome. So that was really cool. Because if you do that, you really do get like a really big cinematic experience. And at the time, I had sank so much time into playing that week up to that. To get the memories, right? My skills were, like, super sharp still. So I did it all one shot. So it was really, like, just a big movie watching it, including the battle, which was pretty dope. That's great. I I will say that was, like, one of the one things I was kind of disappointed in is that, like, the final fight, I feel like it was, like, it was too hard. Yeah. Yeah. Like I did it, I beat it first try, no deaths. Like especially if like, you do oh, the divine oh, beasts this? first. Yeah, yeah. I, was say, I could see a little bit more of a challenge if you were like trying to straight run it, like just dropped yeah. in the world. Here's your glider, go to Ganon. Mm. Yeah, like, you just did that. Even with all the stuff you can find in the castle on your way up, I think you'd still have a hell of a time trying to pull it off. Yeah, but it would. You know, I mean, it's been done, like, right? It has. So people that beat it uh beat the game with that like rock when you first come out of the cave at the very beginning of the game there's like that that first <laughs> rock that you're like what can I do with this there's yep. people that have beat the game using that rock as like the weapon yeah and Wild. because you can just do anything with that game it's great you know i've i tried so many things while i was playing that like i've seen since the game came out like i tried traveling around by you know, stasising a uh, rock and then hitting it and climbing on top of it and trying to fly with it. It's like a whole new uh, like, set of skills you need to develop with that shit. Yeah, it really is. Or like um, gliding through the air and then lighting grass on fire with a fire arrow to oh. catch the updraft to continue going. Dope. I tried doing that a couple times. That is dope. Did a lot of shield sledding. Or shield surfing, yeah. whatever you want to call it. I feel Super like it fun. is more like sledding. Yeah. They call it surfing, though. Yeah. Anyway, I think that game's going to remain on um, the in the conversation when now, in, moving forward, what are the best yeah. games of all time that will always yeah, be exactly. brought up? That will For sure. Oh, you're giving thumbs that one a up. thumbs up? It's a thumbs up. 85 plus hours to get through with a guide to get to all the shrines. Yeah, oh man, so, the replay value of that game died. is like amazing. Oh yeah. I thought about putting you, it back in just to go do all the side quests I could find. Did you dig into any DLC? Box, but... No, I haven't yet either. I haven't done those. You can get the so, motorcycle. Oh, <laughs> yeah, the second DLC pack, like the first one just kind of I think it adds like a, a difficulty mode and yeah, like the ability to track like your uh where you're going on the map and stuff. But the second, the story one, like the story DLC, I think it's pretty good. Right. I've never checked it out. I I own it on the friggin' Wii U. You know, it's kind of... Maybe I don't, I don't know. I can't remember. Anyway, you been playing anything else, Mike? 
Oh yeah. Oh. So that was the first one. Yeah. Um, the next one, I won't harp on for very long because I already beat this one to death. But um, I saw in the Twitch Prime loot that you can get a unicorn skin for your Doom Slayer. Oh. So I got the unicorn skin. Oh, that and... makes the rainbow blood more appropriate. Yes, it all became much more themed correctly. So I went back and I played the end of that game again, the final boss again. and As a unicorn? It, yeah, yeah, because the final boss made me laugh because it was so stupid easy compared to the rest of the game. Like, they just try and throw a bunch of garbage at you, but they give you all the power-ups you need to just easily dispose of everyone. Garbo? Yeah, so it, it was the worst, but... Being dressed like a unicorn made me feel less ridiculous playing that game. So <laughs> Go play, figure. I recommend, I recommend the unicorn skin. You still giving that one a sideways thumb? Or no, that a... one is a solid down for me. That's a solid down here. I've heard people had fun with it. Good for them, man. I'm glad, but not for me, dude. Yeah. Just seems too much for me. To another friend, like I, I was telling you before, we had a conversation where I said I had a friend who was like saying the opposite of what you're saying. They're like, I really love this game. Yeah. And another friend, like, dude, I really enjoyed the platforming. And I feel like that's maybe yeah, what it boils down to. Like, if you like that platforming, like, you're going to like the game. Oh, I didn't even like the minimal platforming they put in 2016, but it was so minimal that I was like, okay, fine. It just was like a couple of jumps and I got to the next area where you want me to shoot a bunch of stuff. But it really was just the puzzle solving, like with the shooting. Like, you got to do this to this guy, and this to this guy, and this to this guy, and this to this guy. And each one is a weapon that needs a sub weapon attachment that needs to be fired at a. Yeah, fuck that game, dude. Done. <laughs> anyway, uh, I also finished um, Good Job on the Switch. Nice. So this is like a little indie game that Nintendo had in their Nindies, um, <laughs> however many months ago now. Uh, so I picked it up, and it's like a, you're a little, not like a stick figure, but like you look like one of the little restroom sign dudes. You're like a little bubble 3D thing. Oh. And you have to like do tasks around an office. I think so, I remember seeing this now. Yeah, yeah. So I finally finished this game. Um, I tried both the single player and I tried multiplayer with Herb Ferguson. Mm -hmm. And the only complaint I had was that the two player just felt like you can add more people, but it doesn't add anything to the puzzles. There's no two player specific tasks. I remember you talking about this now. Good job. Right. Okay. So you finished that. So I finished it, and yeah. it had a appropriately adorable ending for a Nintendo indie game. Mm -hmm. uh, so the idea is that you start at this business, and you're on the ground floor, and with every set of levels that you complete, you move up a floor, and you move up a floor, you move up a floor. Eventually, the top floor, spoilers, I guess, if you don't want to know the ending, to good job. <laughs> we top always give floor, a warning here. Yeah, the uh, the top floor you get to is the last level. It's the executive suite, and you have to gather the executives for the board meeting. So when you go and you walk by people, they all like oh jump to attention and they start following you, which is weird because normally you have to like drag the chairs that they're on or like push a sofa into them so that you can move them and stuff. But 
this time everyone jumps to attention. So you walk through this whole thing and you lead people to the boardroom and there's 25 chairs. And so at the top it says 25 people. And you go around the whole office and you can gather 24 people. And it's like, all right, man, I missed one. So you go back and you wander through the whole thing. And then you go back, there's a chair at the head. So you walk up to it and he sits in it. And then somebody walks up and gives you a top hat and a tie, meaning now you're an executive too. Mm -hmm. And it's like, hey, you run the company now. You're the man. You did it. <laughs> so it was like an adorably, you know, appropriate Nintendo ending that they would give it. Like, oh, you worked your way all the way up, and now you're the executive. <laughs> that's that's a Nintendo exclusive. Um, I don't know if it's Nintendo exclusive. I, I know that I only seen it because of the nindies but um yeah it's nintendo yep yeah i might check that out so, sounds fun on the switch i think it was 20 bucks um if you can get it on sale great but for 20 bucks I mean, there's definitely replay value because you get graded on every level and the whole thing is about speed and the cool part is is that it's like solutions to puzzles that you wouldn't think of like getting a thing from point a to point b instead of dragging it through all these rooms in like a little maze involves you plugging in another unrelated item to a wall socket and then using that stretched out cord to that item as a slingshot to pull back and fire items through walls and stuff to get to where you're going faster because you get graded on time as the hardest grading. And then you also get for how many things you broke and how much value those things were. Sounds like you're giving it a thumbs up. Yeah, I'll give it a thumbs up. For okay. sure. It was fun. I'll it watch the trailer. Me. Yeah. I've it's been on like, like a, a game purchasing rampage lately, just trying to acquire things that are cheap just to build up like some cool yeah, stuff yeah. to play. And and this, this is definitely a good one. Like If you found this thing on sale for 10 bucks or less, I would say jump on it because it was a lot of fun. And I think as a party game, like if you could sit down three more people and get a full-on four-man squad to try and get through this thing, I'm sure that you could create some chaos, breaking things and solving these puzzles way faster than I could by myself. Mm. Yeah. So I could see it being fun. You could that. play multiplayer online? Uh, yeah. Cool. I think, yeah, I think that you can. Don't quote me on that. Well, you said you I, played with Herb Ferguson. Oh, you did couch co-op? We did couch co-op there. I see. Yep. So, um, Anything else? Yeah, so I got two more. One real quick, and then... Damn! One. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I know. It's two weeks, man, I'm telling you. Uh, oh, yeah, this one, two weeks. This one was a Pop That Baby Maker exclusive suggestion. All right. I actually just finished last night Celeste. Okay. Oh, yes. Okay. That game was right amazing. Back. Keep going. Um, so Celeste is a platformer game that's like about mental health, I guess. Yes, that's my favorite part of the game. It's like, so the story on its own was like a fulfilling story which was really good because if you break down like all the time that you have story scenes it's like probably less than 15 minutes maybe yeah. like if you just played it all out straight 
but the way that they do it with the platforming and the increase in difficulty makes it feel like every time they have that quick interaction it's worth something else I just love, like, that's, I, I feel like it's, like, a hard thing to, like, explain without just straight up, like, spoiling the game. Out, ruining it, yeah. So Mark just got back, and I think he's playing it, so I don't want to say, but the way they handle that thing that you just said, yep. and, like, how it translates directly into the gameplay, I feel like it's something that you don't see a lot in, like, platformers. I haven't and, played it in a while, and I don't want well, it to be spoiled, so... Yeah, no, that's... I literally was like, he's coming back, yeah, so I'm not gonna do anything. Yeah, but I have to watch this later. Oh, no, you didn't You didn't say it at all? No, no, yeah. No, we haven't ruined the story. But, okay. uh, yeah, it's really, really good. And uh, the thing that I will say is, like, a lot of games that I play, I'll get aggravated with and, like, get stuck on stuff and be like, screw this thing, like... It's cheating, it ain't fair, it's this, it's that. And with platforming games, dude, like, I've gotten mad at platforming games before, but this one was, like, I could feel myself being so aggravated, but not... With only yourself to blame, right? Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. but not at the game, like, Mm -hmm. normally. Like, it was all, like, oh, I got an up input on that. Like, I must have been fucking leaning too hard this direction. Like, oh my god, I didn't hit this thing. I should have, like, timed the jump faster so that I could reach the other thing. Like, I don't want to get on too much of a tangent, but, you know, have you ever played the game Mick Kids? Mick Kids? Yeah, for NES. <laughs> uh, yeah, for, like, maybe a minute. That's but... an example of a game where, like, the platforming isn't... Um, like, the game's playable, and it's decently fun. I remember having, like, a decent amount of fun when there wasn't really much else to play. Right. But that game is an example of how the platforming can fuck you over. Like when when games have platforming that's either inconsistent and you fall through platforms or like you should have landed on it or you and you don't or yep. like you can't adjust in the air, but it like sometimes that's a built-in mechanic and it works, but sometimes it's just frustrating like Celeste just feels right. It just really yeah. feels and, like, I feel like they well, could have made it even harder. Like, you don't have to push the directional buttons towards the wall that you're wall jumping off of. You just need to be near it. And, like, right. that makes it actually easier. Right. I just like that, like, I think by the end of the very first level, it's like you've you've got all your inputs. It's like mm-hmm. that's, yeah. that's the entire game. It's like you have a jump, you have a dash, and you have, like, a wall grab. And then, like, that's it. I like how they they don't tell you that you can attain a second dash by going through those orbs, like, but you figure it out. You know what I mean? Yeah. You get that mid dash. Yeah, they don't like explain any of the mechanics. They just give you a space at which they imply you need to figure something out. Here's a thing that's also involved. Let's see how it works. Like things resetting your dash. Like you run into a couple of different things that'll end up resetting your dash and it becomes like super useful it's its own genre now. huh what is it what's the genre that they're putting this in try and die try and die dude i will say remember super meat boy yeah 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 that's like classic try and die yeah Yeah. and i will say that i prefer the death counter approach over like a a life uh, bar or like, like a, a amount yeah, of yeah. lives 
Right, like a continue system. Like, all right, you got 20 tries to try and figure this out, and then we have to send you back somewhere further. Or even if they send you back to the same place, like saying you only have 20 shots at this and then it's over, like would be way more frustrating than being like, oh, I hit this little thing a little wrong and I died again. Like, mm. that sucks. Like, yeah, it does suck. But really all it's doing is racking up this number instead of like making me feel like oh you had 20 shots at this and you fucked it up 18 times like pre-jumping this thing yeah no i'm i'm a big fan of celeste me too yeah. i like it i gotta finish me it too. i had the ending i loved it that's all i'm gonna say is touch me right here man you hit me right in the feels yeah, That's I find beautiful. myself like really engaged in some of the cutscenes, and then other times blasting through them. Like eh, I don't care. Right. So. Uh, I watched like all the little interactions and everything that they had, and like I was telling Pop, I feel like the some of the interactions that you have, uh, like then they like someone will talk to you, and then they'll move on, and then you'll like go to follow them or whatever. And when you do, like, the increase in difficulty you get between those interactions, like, that along with the, the actual content of the interaction, like, helps tell this bigger, more beautiful story. Mm. Like, if you take all that into effect, like, the emotions both these people have, and then the, uh, you know, like, the tasks they ask you to accomplish right after, like chef's kiss man thumbs up on this one recommend regardless of whatever you gotta pay for it it was good yeah i don't even th i think it was pretty cheap when i bought it yeah, yeah anyways 15 you said you had yeah. one more after that yep and the last one i don't have a hell of a lot to say about yet but i did start playing uh jay and silent bob mall brawl all right so me and my kids started playing it finally uh, all the bullshit you can actually yeah. play your game so it's like a NES-style 8-bit beat-em-up game. Uh, it's based on the Jay and Silent Bob characters. The, of the titular Jay and, Jay and Silent Bob. And this one is based on their adventures from the mall, from Mall Rats. So there are a ton of references. Like, if you're into Jay and Silent Bob at all, this is what you're here for. Like, this is the game for you. Oh, cool. The gang's all here. It's all, all in, in jokes. Yeah, yeah, it's all in jokes. Uh, here's cool. a chocolate covered pretzel. Uh, I don't yeah. know all the jokes. Okay, so, so I know I clerks so. jokes. Yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, the the sock full of nickels returns. Um, yeah, dude, just all awesome Mallrats references that are like really nice. Does anybody say Joy. my favorite line ever? <laughs> What's, What's the dude who works in the? Uh... In the convenience store, the main. Dante? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When he's talking yeah, yeah. to his girlfriend about the blowjobs. <laughs> <laughs> Try not to suck any dick through on your way through the parking lot tonight. You know, my ah. favorite part is like the clarification uh. on that. Like, <laughs> like how many, how many, how many dicks did you suck? How many? How many dicks? Something like thirty-six. Thirty-six. Include. I'm thirty-six. She's so, like, no, you're thirty-six. <laughs> 37 in a row that dude man that guy is the man the guy so, who says in a row <laughs> anyway the jay and silent bob universe it's yeah. a beautiful place the game makes all the references which is fantastic 
The only thing that I'm having a problem with is it's a standard beat-em-up game. Like, you have a punch, a kick, and a jump, and that's it for buttons. And How do you jump on NES? <laughs> uh, well... You have to push both buttons at once, or is it yeah, select? Yeah, you do, actually. Oh. Uh, I used a, a USB NES controller to try and see what it would be like, and you just hit both buttons at the same time to do the jump. So that still works, but the way that it's laid out on the PC version, which is where I'm playing it, yeah, uh, they suggest using a 360-style Microsoft controller. Yeah. So they actually have it set as like a, I don't know, Y, X, and A or something weird like that. Anyway, uh, they put in all remapping options, so mm -hmm. I actually played it with a SNES controller. Mm. I had enough buttons anyway, but right. Uh, yeah, the only complaint that I have is you have three buttons, and we got to the the third level, and just like kept running into stuff over and and it was like I one we didn't spend a, a ton of time with it, so this is based off of like an hour of gameplay so far, but two. I watched an hour and a half stream of Kevin Smith and Jason Muse play this game the mm -hmm. other day. Yeah. It's up on YouTube if you want to see it. I do. Kevin Smith's page. Yeah. They played for an hour and a half and made it to the end of the second level, which is where me and my kid got stuck for like a long time too, until somehow we just barely cheesed our way through it. Mm -hmm. I will say this game has saves. So when we go back to it, it'll actually be at level three again. Nice. But the end boss of level two is such a ridiculous level jump because he has these jump attacks that he uses where he's like invincible in the air. And when he's landing, he deals like area damage almost. Mm -hmm. But it, it was a real pain. And I thought that we were just really bad. And then I watched Kevin Smith and Jason Muse try and do it for an hour and a half. And they also got stuck at the same point and they actually couldn't get past it. So I actually felt a little better about it that yeah. Jane Silent Bob couldn't get any further in Jane Silent Bob than I, me and my kid could. I just got, so, I got it up on the screen. Yeah. But yeah, dude, I love, like I said, all the references, all the little the artwork on it still looks beautiful and the thing that's making me laugh the most is it has steam achievements like not a lot of them but like enough and i'm glad that they are there because they are the funniest references out of all of it oh yeah like the first level you go through the mall and you go by a game show which was like the whole plot of mall rats it's a truth or date mm-hmm which, like, is the whole plot of Mallrats is this game show. And you go through there, and you see the Easter Bunny, who, in Mallrats, they make reference to the main characters having a shitty day, and he just uh, jokingly says, oh, yeah, the Easter Bunny is fucking my girlfriend. And Jane Silent Bob hear it, and they're like, oh, no, not fucking Brody, man, no way. So they go, and they beat the shit out of this innocent easter bunny like dude in the costume so at some point you encounter an easter bunny character in the costume and he's like the first little mini boss he has more health than everyone else and when you finally beat him a little achievement pops that says for brody <laughs> because that's what they're screaming dude if we a lot of him in the movie yeah 
if we had a hundred thousand people watching, you'd be speaking to like fourteen of them right now. I know, right? <laughs> but anyway, the game, the game as itself, the game itself, twenty twenty, eight bit beat 'em up game. It's good, man. I'm liking what I see. If you're looking on the screen, we got the gameplay playing. It's actually Jay and Silent yeah. Bob playing. It's the one that you were talking about. Yep. Uh, yeah. It looks good. It, you know. It like is. It. And it's it's fun, just like they were back in the day, but it's just for a select audience, you know. It's yeah. For those people that know, if you like Jay and Silent Bob, you're gonna like this game. You're like, giving it a thumbs up because you. Because I personally enjoy. Oh. The view askew universe so i was in it and i didn't have to wait for a shitty physical cartridge so i'm extra in for that yeah and that is all i've been playing this week this two weeks so far dope now the question is uh, <laughs> where do i go next i have a deadly premonition on the switch which Deadly Premonition 2 is coming out in July, or I have The Last of Us on the PS4. Gotta finish The Last well, of Us, bro. The Last of Us next month. <laughs> if you want my honest opinion. Yeah. Well, yeah. You know, I heard some okay things about Deadly yeah, Premonition. Oh, yeah, me too. I heard both of those games are all right. Yeah. Oh, oh, really? Yeah. Well, you started playing Last of Us, right? Yeah, I think I'm like half an hour in maybe oh. so that Honestly, gameplay opens up a little bit but it also it's not a very long game like i feel like it's, it's like not. a 12 15 hour yeah game. if it wasn't so fun i would say just watch the cutscenes before the new game comes out but like it is fun, I think it's worth fun yeah. yeah it's just the content is depressing <laughs> that's all um the game itself mechanically is fun and it still looks good enough um do you want to go next or you want me to go? Yeah, I just have one game. Oh, okay, go uh, for it. You know, I've still been playing Valorant. I've been playing Fortnite. Oh, whatever. okay. Yeah, nothing to say about those. Um, and I told Mike before, I tried to play Halo 2, but I got banned five games in. Because, you know, the Master Chief Collection on PC is going to be fixed, guys. <laughs> Wait, you got banned? <laughs> yeah, there's like some weird, like, Halo 2 got put out on PC. I was excited for it. And then played five games and i got an error code that's like you've been banned due to the anti-cheat something and i was like what is this and i look it up and it's like a huge problem that like lots of people are dealing with and microsoft's answer was like yeah we don't know how to fix this so just report it and we'll get back to you soon <laughs> like so i don't know that was very wow. Cool. Oh, wow. but uh i've been I've been uh, going through my PS1 games because a lot of them I just haven't played or like I I did like a pretty decent sized trade uh, a while back and I got a lot of PS1 games that I just never got the opportunity to like go through and be like what is this what is this um, and so I I actually I got this one when I went up to uh, the con with with you guys uh, the first year mm. uh, it's called Xeno Gears oh yeah. For PS2? Um, oh, PS1. No, PS1, PS1. Right. PS1, yeah. Um, so, like, I'm not going to sit here and try to explain you a JRPG. It's, uh, it started out as Final Fantasy VII, um, and then it got moved over to, okay, now it's going to be a, a Chrono Trigger 
um, sequel, mm -hmm. and then it just got moved to its own thing. Um, but like, so it has a lot of the people that worked on. Oh, Final you're talking Fantasy about the development cycle. Like originally, that's what was gonna be. Final yeah, yeah. Fantasy like originally, VII. it was going to be Final Fantasy VII before oh, wow. Final Fantasy VII, and then they were that. like, "Oh, it's too, it's too, um, the story's too complicated," and like. And then, okay, we'll make it into a, a Chrono Trigger sequel. And then it was like, well, some of this stuff will be hard to tie into the Chrono Trigger lore. So, like, we'll make it its own thing. And the, and then, like, it just ended up becoming its own thing. And now it has, like, a ton of... I, I'm yeah. pretty sure this is the same... Yeah, Xenoblade, Xenosaga. It's all Xeno... Xenoblade, like, all that stuff. Um, but, uh... I've played, like, maybe 20 hours of it, um, which is, like, nothing for... Uh, I like I was reading the average like play time it's like for an eighty game. hour game. Hours. Yeah, yeah. So like twenty hours is you know I'm still on disc one. Like, um, how many discs? Uh, two discs. Um, it's really good. Like the music is is fantastic. The art style is really cool. It, I think it's like the opposite of original Final Fantasy VII, where like all of the backgrounds and environments are three D, and then the character models are two D. Oh, um, okay. And I think that, like, that maybe helps it, like, hold up more now. Yeah. Like, makes it, it doesn't. Look... Yeah, like, it, it it doesn't feel like I'm playing a really old game. Like, it almost feels like I'm playing a game. That... A new game based off of an old yeah, game? It was based off an old game. That's kind of what it feels like. Wow, that's really um, good. It says a lot for. Uh... Yeah, like. Uh, what is it? Xeno. Xeno Xeno Gear. Gears. Yeah, and and the idea of the game is that like you're this guy on this planet that's you know there's slaves and war and you don't know what side to pick and then the town that you live in gets attacked by like both sides and so you're kind of stuck in the middle and then uh, there's these fr frankly there's bad people on both sides yeah okay <laughs> um and then then there's this weird like third party that basically has like giant mechs. And you become a mech pilot, and that's kind of like the battle system. Is like you fight other mechs from both controlling sides, and sounds like know, Final Fantasy VI. Yeah. Uh, so the guy that worked on it, I think, was on the team for Final Fantasy VI. Like it's all square. Um, it's very yeah. It's very like reminiscent of like the you know before Final Fantasy VII games and like just that early like. JRPG style or whatever, but yeah, like the music's fantastic. The story's been very interesting so far. Like the characters are interesting. Um, you know, like like I said, like the way it looks is just it's very appealing. Like you, I got to like my first big town and like there's a a little shop area and like it just looks really really nice for a game that came out in, like '98 I think or something like. Um, wow. But yeah, I'm having fun with it. That's kind of like the only game I've been playing this week. That's awesome, and, though. I did not expect you yeah. to say that. I'm glad that we didn't talk about it until right now. I actually, uh, out of curiosity, because I, like I said, I got it at the con, and I remember the guy that I got it from. I bought like three or four games from him, and he gave me like a really good deal. I remember it being a really good deal at the time. Mm -hmm. um, and I think the only reason I bought from him is because I really wanted uh, um, Mario Kart Double Dash. And he had a copy of Mario Kart Double Dash. And then I was like, well, what if I just grab all four of these? What kind of deal will you give me? But that game is, like, pretty pricey now. Like, Yeah, I'm uh, checking like, it out. It's a $60 game. So, like... Mm -hmm. All the Square feel, RPGs tend to hold their value. Yeah. And I feel like 
I got that plus like three other games for like a pretty good deal. Mm-hmm. And I don't know like what the price was of that game then, but like especially now, like I definitely like okay for what I paid for this. I think it's gonna be like worth uh, worth the investment there. But yeah, like um, I don't know. I kind of had that itch like hearing you talk about Final Fantasy VII. I'm like, do I want to play Final Fantasy VII? Do I want to play the new one? I don't know what I want to do. Right. And then I had my pop in. It's kind of like giving me that, you know, JRPG feel. But uh, that's yeah, awesome. Having, the music's I... fantastic. So good. Like I would listen to it on its own. Yeah. Yeah, it's re- it's really good. Like I don't know. I've heard good things about the Final Fantasy VII soundtrack as well. So like, I don't know if it's like this, like just the Final Fantasy VII original soundtrack is is good like mm-hmm. i i actually rocked out to it before this remake came up with the remake i mean i'm telling you i don't know which one which game is gonna come out that's gonna if last of us 2 can do it i mean that would make sense to me to get best soundtrack of this year but well i mean final fantasy 7 remake is is kind of like, you haven't heard the boy kk slider yet so no. oh yo are you Same. talking about Same. Animal Crossing? Okay. Yeah. I almost bought it today. Almost. I really did. I almost bought it, but I was like, you know what? I've, I'll tell you what I've been playing. You got anything else, Pop? No, no that was it. Yeah, because, um, so, I don't know if you guys heard, but the, like, skateboarding is kind of being talked about <laughs> lately. And um, while yeah. a while back on my, my personal Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash markmoney, that's my shameless plug, if uh, you could you could have seen me playing the original Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2 uh obviously 1 and 2 been remade remastered or whatever you want to call it. we're going to talk about that shortly but um to kind of satiate that skateboarding itch cuz i was a you know brief backstory you guys know it but if anybody who's watching doesn't know there was a time in my life where i would go out and have my skateboard with me or i would be home and be playing tony hawk and that's just the way it was that was the world that was my life <laughs> every day was, was like uh, oh yeah for, yeah for sure i would wake up play tony hawk grab my skateboard leave go skate all day come home and play more tony hawk and that's yeah. like literally that's just what and gran turismo but you know mostly tony hawk um but i've been playing this cool game called ali ali 2 and, and you guys probably have seen it, maybe. Uh, it's like a, it's a 2D um, sort of, I guess you could call it like a runner in a, in a sense, because you start and if you crash, the, your run's over. Okay. So uh, I guess it's in a way, it's kind of like a try and die too, what we were just talking about, because if you don't make it to the end of the level. But so anyway, it's, it's a really cool art style, minimalist, um, you know, not quite a stick figure but just pixel art very simple almost reminiscent of what we were talking about that game another world that type of art style yeah but it's a guy on a skateboard and the levels are downhill by design like not downhill but like you're never going up you know what i mean it's just always taking like you're clearing like stair sets or going down rails are you are you looking at gameplay of Ali yeah. Ali too, yeah, yeah, super fun. Um, it's cross-platform on the Vita and the PS4, and I actually I managed to get one of these these original PlayStation Vitas with the OLED screen, so I was playing it there. But I don't know what happened. This thing like 
won't turn on and as much as I charge it like I don't know if I need to replace the battery it just happened yesterday it just stopped working hmm. so I downloaded it on the PS4 because you buy it once you have it like I bought this game years ago and I just yep. was like I want to do skateboarding games so get it on the PS4 I do all the progress that I had done on that again because while the trophy list is shared it doesn't like update what you've accomplished in the game so you have to do it again and then when I was done playing that earlier I was like oh, I'm gonna play it on, on my the Vita that I got the first this was something that I got like later on but the first Vita that I ever had is the newer one which doesn't it's just a regular LED screen right but still you know whatever it's not that big of a difference so I was like let me just pick it back up on here and again I had to start from the beginning <laughs> so three different times it just in the past Damn. like two days I've started the game over, but each time I'm like, you know, it's all about chaining runs together. So manuals to grinds to manuals to grinds and just doing flip tricks and rotations in between all of that to try and get like a crazy score. And then there's, you know, the levels get harder and then there's pro levels that you can unlock. Really, it started as like me trying to get some more trophies on my trophy list. I was like, what's a fun game that I could just like chip away at trophies? And this is it. it um, but my quick review of the game, it's super fun. It's super satisfying. It's not like a traditional like push X to jump type of thing. It's got its own very unique play style. So everything's based off the left analog stick. Uh, if you pull down on the left analog stick, he crouches. And as soon as you let go of it, he ollies. And that's just, right? right? Um, but if you just do that and nothing else, he'll land super sloppy. But if you push X right before he lands, like right before, then you get a perfect landing. If you do it a little bit before, you get a okay landing. And then, like, there's, you know, or you could do a totally sloppy, sketchy landing, whatever. Same thing with the grinds. If you just over a rail, depending on which way you hit the the direction, the analog stick will determine what kind of grind you do. But the closer you do it to right before making contact with the rail, the better of you know of a grind it right. will be. So there's some challenges in some levels where it's like land all grinds perfect, like or no sloppy landings, or do two kick flips. So it's like cool like little achievements that you have to do. Right. Um, yeah, I can't stop playing it. It's like the equivalent of a phone app, like that type of addiction where you're just like, not even addiction, but like I'm bored. So the first thing I reach for is this app or whatever. It's this game right now for me. And that's why right. I, I haven't I been playing Celeste like, because I've been bringing the Vita to work with me and just playing this because I'm like, I got bit by this Tony Hawk bug. And I just want like, yep. all things skateboarding. I actually bought a longboard too the really? other day. Yeah, this kid found a longboard for cheap and he like cleaned it all up and uh kid i work with and he's like yeah i'm just i just want to sell it he rides bikes so he's no interest in you all right (laughs) he's got no interest in skateboards uh so yeah i bought a longboard i'm just like getting really excited about skateboarding again i like that everybody's i like that there's new tony hawk videos like him and jack black talking on youtube and just hanging out and play playing the, the, the early build of this Tony Hawk remaster. and So, yeah, that's one thing I've been playing the shit out of. The other game... Uh, so Oh, I told Pop last week that I was thinking about starting Black Flag because I never played through that. 
Um, yep. And with yep. the uh, Assassin's Creed hype that's happening, so I popped that in, and I'm telling you, and I'm not even trying to be a hater, like, the gameplay is fun and whatever, but looking at it, like, graphically, it's just, it doesn't hold up. Like, And that's a PS4. I mean, it was cross, you know, was, PS, yeah. cross-generation, yeah. but, like, it, everybody's sh- they like shiny. They look like plastic, almost like the first Uncharted game yeah. when everybody was like really crudely sort of drawn. I don't know, like the swim animation. This dude goes like this. He's like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's it's fun enough, but I didn't play that for too long because I just couldn't get past that. I'm like, yeah. ah. And to be fair, like I played it when it came out, so like that's you know yeah. what I mean. Like I actually I looked at the the shelf and I'm like, let me look and see what what can i play like something that i don't normally play too often and Mm -hmm. i started you know at a i have them alphabetized over on the shelf so let me start at a assassin's creed black flag let's do it you know what i mean i popped it in surprisingly was engaged in what the story was trying to tell me but just so put off by how it looked and I, I guess I'm spoiled. Maybe that's ruining games for me these days, but it's almost at the point where I'd rather play the really simple, look, like this Ali Ali game, you know, because it's clean, it's vibrant, it's sharp. This Assassin's yeah. Creed was like... Not, Trying like to the be edge. something that it couldn't accomplish. Yeah, it almost would have been better if it was like cel-shaded or something. I don't know. Right. But So I tried that. Also, also too, just real quick on that, mm-hmm. is like, uh, I think at the time, it was like, there was, I think... I think it was like what four yeah the first three assassin's creed games and then i think they did like a prequel to them and then it was this one so i think there had been four assassin's creed games before black flag yeah and it was like all four of those were very similar they used the same engine yeah, and so it was like by the time we got to this one it was like such so refreshing because it was yeah because odyssey doesn't look like that then two than the other ones yeah yeah, like that's like a completely new. But what was the one where you were in England, where you could play as the guy or the girl in England? Oh, uh, not Origins, not Odyssey. Um, that Brotherhood. No. Nope. Yeah. Oh, was it Brotherhood? I think it was Brotherhood. Maybe it was. But I was or just Unity. Like, no, that was the multiplayer one. Oh man, just keep yeah, fucking Unity with ass. I don't know, but I'll tell you what, Valhalla is the first one I've been excited about in a long time. But after playing Black Flag, I was on the PS4. You know, I finished Final Fantasy VII Remake. I didn't, you know, Mike, you weren't here last week when I was talking about that. I don't know if you watched the episode, but... uh, Yeah, I went back and watched it. There's this one other game that I've been playing a shit ton of lately. Do you guys know what it is? Have you seen me online at all playing it? I haven't. No. Where are you playing it? PS4? Okay, so no. Oh. Well... uh, it's a, it's an indie game. Knack 2? No. It's made oh. by an indie developer. Kind of took off a long time ago and has evolved into something crazy. It's a little old game. Oh, Rocket League? Called Rocket League. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. It's like, it's like it never went away. It's yeah. just still as good today as it was back then like with all the microtransaction nonsense that they put in there and like buy this and buy that it's all aesthetic it's just like Fortnite. super fun you don't have to spend a dime 
The only the worst part about that game is the toxic community that still exists in there. Like when you whiff and 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 they score on you and they're like, "What a save! What a save! What a save!" Oh, yeah. <sighs> but other than that, like it's uh, it's the one game that um, whenever I whenever I play it, I catch my girlfriend like getting real excited, like. You know, in like a like a close shot or something is you know it's football and cars and and we're both into those things separately. But she's more yeah. into football than me, and when I say football, I mean soccer. You know. Oh, yeah. talk yeah. car. Yeah. Oh. But anyway, Rocket League is uh, that's a big old thumbs up from me. I'm having a lot of fun playing. Everybody knows Rocket League. Jesus. You don't need me to talk about it. And what you need me to do is to kind of. Urges thing along because at 56 Dude, minutes. League, I don't know, man. Rocket League grabs people, though. Like, I didn't, I didn't even, like, play that game that much, and it's still in my top three games of most time put into a Steam game. Like, it's still in my top three. And I haven't played that game in, like, a solid year or two. Maybe. Hey, man, let's play. <laughs> I mean, I'm down. Yeah. All right, cool. <laughs> I'm trying to play doubles, but I'm not playing with randos. Oh, yeah, that's the worst. Fuck that. Just, I don't know. You might not want me in there either, though. Like I said, I haven't played in like two years. So. Yeah. Do you guys want to talk about the news? Oh, there's news. Yeah. Let's talk about the news. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm... Here we go. Let's play the, uh, the music again. Let's play. So professional over here. So, uh, I don't know if you guys heard, but something amazing happened. <laughs> Have you What's heard about that? that? Tony Hawk's um, Pro Skater 1 and 2 are getting a remaster by, no. uh, what's the company name? Vicarious Vision? I'm going off of memory here. Is that right? One. Yeah, yeah the ones who did um, the insane, insane Trilogy, Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy, and the Spyro, what is it, Reignited? Yep. Man, how does my brain still work like this? I can't believe I remembered any of that shit. But uh um, oh, no. I don't think they didn't do the Spyro. Are you they sure? Spyro? Uh Spyro and Crash were different teams. So one of them wasn't. Uh they were different teams when they were originally made, but doesn't Activision have the rights to all or is oh, that Spyro, Spyro was the people that did Insomniac, um, right? That's Insomniac. Spyro was the people that did uh Disney Infinity. Oh, oh, that's who did the remaster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The remasters were different teams. I'm okay. Pretty, but yeah. Um, but so reading from Polygon, the first two Tony Hawk's Pro Skater games are coming to modern platforms with a remaster called Tony Hawk's Pro Skater One and Two. Uh, publisher Activision announced on Tuesday, uh, and it will be released on PlayStation Four, Windows, and Xbox One on September fourth. So not too long from now there was a special edition i was gonna say you guys ordered that collector's edition did you maybe of course Uh, you did you got one Mm -hmm. i'll buy it from you what do you need a skateboard for jesus christ it comes with a skateboard deck and and i didn't know about it until um you're gonna share your screen you said i'll share my secrets oh (laughs) (laughs) i wanted that i wanted to hang that skateboard on my wall but um, 
regardless, I'm getting that game. I'm going to get it on PS4 because I want to play with a PlayStation controller the way that I used to play back in the day. Yeah. What are you saying? This is super exciting. Like, to see one and two come back is cool, but, like, even cooler is that Vicarious ah. Visions is going to do it because they already tried to remake them. Oh, yeah, so there was a remastered edition. Uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater HD, which was, like, a lackluster mishmash of a few levels from this one and a few levels from that one, and updated uh graphics and higher frame rates but it just didn't kind of, it didn't have that magic yeah that this remaster looks like it has because it seems like what oh so that's the big takeaway from that I've been hearing is that they have the original handling code yeah so the games will play the like way they, that they used to play and that's, that's what it really comes down to put whatever graphics you want on it as long as it right. plays the because that Tony Hawk's Pro Skater HD was it was close but it wasn't was it? It wasn't right. And Tony yeah. Hawk's Pro Skater 5 was a big fat yeah. Turd. The good thing is like like they obviously have cuz uh, reading the article they're the ones that did the the crash. Okay. Remaster, yes. Remake whatever. Um and it's like so they have a good track record of like taking like completely redoing the graphics a complete overhaul of like what the game looks like but like keeping how the game played the same right, right. Like, and I what... feel like that's the thing that like you want is you want the game to play the same as the originals but like with new updated graphics but they're adding also stuff from like three and four like uh reverts lip tricks and wall plants that you yeah. couldn't do in Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2 added the manual, but you still couldn't revert off of quarter pipes to keep the combo going. In this game, you're going to be able to. Yep. So. I'm excited. I am super excited about this. As far as the uh, soundtrack goes, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 will also feature a large, quote, large majority of the original soundtrack. Uh, so Vicarious Vision said only a small handful of songs didn't make it in. Yeah, there's a list that was floating around online there where, like, it, like the official... Right. Uh, but here's like, the bottom line. Like, people are crying okay. about the soundtrack of this game. Those are all the songs you would, like, want to be on there. Um, and I don't know if they know this, but you can put uh, a Spotify playlist of the original soundtracks and just turn the game music off and leave the sound effects on and play with whatever songs you want. Remember when video game consoles for a little while were letting you just like put your own music into the games like on Xbox Madden you could like drove around in Grand Theft Auto 3 Xbox edition listening to the cassette deck in every car just because like you get into a car and it's like "Ah, I'm in a car in this weird world where I can do all these horrible things to people, but I can still listen to funky tunes. Hee hee hee. Yeah. Like, dude, the best part of that. As like, a matter of fact. For games that said custom soundtrack as a feature. Um, the original Grand Theft Auto, not to get too crazy, on PS1, uh, while playing the game, so not at a load screen or menu screen, but if you were in the game, the game was loaded. You could open the PS1, take the disc out, put a music disc in, 
and then close the thing and then in, when you got into the cars it would play off that di- uh, off your music disc that's sick yeah and it, it, like if you like, got to a point in the game where like oh there's a mission you just have to put the disc back in real quick let it read off the disc and then you could I used to do that all the time because I never played that game for the missions the original GTA yeah. I just always drove around causing mayhem but anyway <clears throat> um so a lot of the original music will be there. There's going to be a creative park, creative skater. Um, there's going to be Sorry. online multiplayer, which is amazing. You're going to be able to play with your friends, play like that's the part know, I'm most excited about. Like skating I, together. Yeah, like, I just want to join a session and like skate with you. Like yeah, know, yeah. that's so. Appealing. Well, can I convince you guys to get this on PS4 or? I already have a pre on PS4. Mike, I mean, I'm down. But just like, awesome. I know it's so easy to get it on PC, but just don't for this one. Get it on PS4. I can do that. <laughs> nice. But and that's the other thing too. This is like a, it's not a full price game. You're getting two games. It's forty bucks. It's not bad. And it comes out in September. So I mean, this I think this thing is gonna sell real well. Um, yeah. Before we move on. Yes, what? before we move on, one of the things that caught my eye was oh. the uh, create a skater. Yeah. So I got to ask uh, if you could put anyone in this game as like a celebrity guest appearance skater. Who would you like to see you get put into this game? We're on the same we're on the same wavelength, Mike, because that's what yeah. I was going to say before we move on. I was going to say, what do you think the odds that Crash Bandicoot's in the game? But even uh, better, yeah. like who who could you? I mean, I think Crash is an obvious choice. Right, but, uh, especially with Vicarious Visions being one of the people working yeah. on it. Like, I mean, if you it, go back and use their characters, anybody from Skylanders to Crash Bandicoot to... Uh, right? Like, yeah, and then once you bring Activision into it, you get even more people. Mm-hmm. And then you bring, like, Sony into it if you want to, and then you got even more people. Well, but it's going to be on Xbox as well, right? So right, Ooh, it's like the, the old school though, like Xbox gets oh they're on the yeah right. So but oh. I mean, I think that's gonna be like the. Um, do you think they're gonna have the original, like the legacy skate tapes that you can unlock, and also like new footage from this because it's the original roster too. Right. Uh, yeah. But that's did what you I notice that in the in the. In the trailer, in the teaser trailer, it's not Tony Hawk from the original game. It's like what Tony Hawk looks like now. So it's like the really, yeah. So so, how great is that going to be if they put character models for here's young Tony Hawk or here's like current Tony Hawk? (laughs) Tony Hawk's like fifty now, so you should do that with all of them. That's what I mean. Like Chad Muska doesn't really look much different, but he wears like this very distinct like style of clothing now versus what he used to wear then so it'd be so funny to see like right like all these guys but it's uh, um you know kareem campbell Alyssa steamer jeff rowley uh eric costin rodney mullen um it's great I, I mean the way that he's been hanging out with jack black i would be surprised if we don't see jack black as a like a secret character that. but remember that they're like Neversoft and Activision, they were so dope when they these games were out because all the secret characters, Ali the Bum, remember there was uh you could unlock Spider Man. Yeah, Bigfoot. That was like Tony Hawk three or four. I think it was 
three, yeah. Um, there were so many hidden characters. You had the little the Neversoft Eye. Yep. I remember oh, yeah. that. I remember that. Uh, yeah, so I think that's what it's really going to come down to is what's going to separate this game from getting like eights and eight and a halves to like nines and nine and a halves is like all the replay value and like secret content that they decide yes. to add. Um, I hope we see a lot of secret levels. I hope they add levels from more than just one and two. Um, but, but with Create a Park, it's going to be. You know, yeah. Mike's taking care of business. I guess we could riff on this for a minute. Or yeah, we can I, just... What's the first Tony Hawk game that you ever played? So the first... Actually, funny enough, I think the first one I played was Pro Skater 3 on the Game Boy Advance. Oh, but the, that's the same team, I, I think made the handheld versions of Tony Hawk is also yeah. that's Vicarious Visions as well verify I'm, that I'm pretty sure it was Tony Hawk 3 oh they're based in Albany New York maybe uh, no sorry it was Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2 oh no no I don't know. It was either two or three that I had on the Game Boy Advance. Yeah, and so I that was my first one. And then, well, guess what? Vicarious Visions did Tony Hawk's Pro Skater two and three on the Game yeah. Boy Advance. And then, like shortly after, I got a PS two, and then I went and got, I think Tony Hawk three Pro Skater three on the PS two, and that was like, I think I played every one from that point on. Until like downhill jam, yeah. and then I I bailed out. I was yeah. like, no, not anymore. Yeah, uh, but yeah, those games on uh, so Vicarious Vision. I forgot about that. They they developed the handheld versions of Tony Hawk, and those were impressive they, in their own right. Like they weren't like they were the, the console version, but they were like this cool isometric view, like three D. Um, it was cool. It, yeah. They were really fun. I remember. I never owned a Game Boy Advance back then, but I played one, and that was the game I, that I played. I don't think I've ever played Tony Hawk Pro Skater One. I feel uh, like I've played one two, is my jam. Three, but I don't think I've ever played one. One's great if you can accept that you can't manual and you can't revert, but it's still great. You could do cool grind combos, and uh, all those levels are going to be in this new one that's coming out. So yeah. It's great. Anyway, good news. I'm excited. Uh, we're going to keep our calendars marked for September 4th. All right. Next headline. Did Epic. you guys hear that the Epic Game Store was down because of high traffic? What? What would draw so many people to the Epic Game Store? Oh, just one of the best-selling games of all time. For free. For free 99. I downloaded it. Decided to log on in the first hour to try to get it. I, I didn't. I didn't read this story yet, but what I will tell you is that I did just install that flash drive that I found. Remember, I told you I found a 250 oh, yeah, yeah. gig or something to 500 something. I I installed that drive and then I installed this game, Grand Theft Auto Five, <laughs> uh, on that drive and essentially used up almost half of it. 
installing nice. this. It was a 94 gigabyte install, but Grand Theft Auto V for free. Uh, yeah. I was telling Mike last and night that I, that I got it. So. Right, like they give you a million dollars in in-game currency. Pack that gives you like extra. Oh, yeah. Damn. Yeah. And it's available until I think the twenty-first or the twenty-second. Like that's my birthday. <gasps> that's why I noticed it though. Because yeah, I the sale's going on until that day. Yeah. Um. Now we could all link up so, in that game. <laughs> I mean, crazy enough, I've I've never uh, played Grand Theft Auto on PC. I got it on the PS3 and then the PS4. Same. But I never, never had it on PC. So this was the PS3 yeah. midnight release was the f- the last midnight release that I did that was actually waiting in a line, and it was a big line. Yeah. Grand Theft Auto V was huge when it came out. I returned Shut Grand Theft Auto V. Really? PS3 because I thought it was broken because I went to go install it and it was on 3% for like 5 hours and I'm like it's clearly broken and like no it just takes 2 days to install on the PS3 because the download is so slow. I was like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> I thought I thought they sold me like a broken cover. I was like, "Dude, yeah, I love I remember wanting to play so badly when I got home and uh nope. <laughs> Nope. I I waited it out. It didn't take no two days, but it was like a I think it was like yeah. four hours. Um, I remember the one on 360 took like a solid two and a half hours or something. Mm-hmm. It was a long time. So another thing I will say about this that's kind of related is, um, you know, like the website or the oh yeah. Anyway, so many people tried to download Grand Theft Auto Five and it crashed Epic Game Store's website because they gave it away for free and then they fixed it now. So. That's the story. Big story. Also teased another free game. Like, they haven't said what it is yet, but, like, it was, like, like, Grand Theft Auto V had, like, this special trailer where, like, Epic popped up and it was, like, free game, and then Grand Theft Auto showed up, and then it's, like, they also teased another one this week, and so, like, I'm assuming it's also going to be, like, a pretty big game if they're, like, teasing it and revealing it in such a way, so, like... Yeah, on the lookout for that. I don't know what it's going to be, but... Hey, I'll take more free games. Seems like it's, like, a big enough game to where they're, like... This is worth, like, teasing people about. Right. Uh, They gave me a $10 coupon that I used to apply towards Super Liminal and downloaded that. Yeah. Uh, I bought, um... What what game did I buy? Uh... I, don't know, I bought something for four bucks, five bucks. I forgot that I had the uh, the trailer queued up here, so we could, you know. I have the music turned down, obviously, so we don't get copyright strike. But there is. Uh, I should have had that on while we were talking about it, because we're about to move on from this. Yeah. Oh wait, we just did move on from that. <laughs> Sorry. Yes, I'm we the, did. I'm the Thanks worst. For Today is Saturday. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like looking at the doc, like, what are we talking about next? And I haven't been taking any notes either about where the topics are. Glad you grabbed that pen, huh? This one one is not going to um, 
make it make the cut, I don't think. <laughs> Epic Game oh. Store was down. That was the segue into the other reveal yep. from Epic Game Store this week. The reason that I thought to um even open the video screen. So this this next one is interesting to me. I don't know. I'm interested to hear what you guys. Well, think. this was Jeff Keighley's big reveal. Um, obviously, what we're talking about is the reveal of Unreal Engine Five, which was um, oh. all the ums, all the awkward ums. I'm so sorry. So it, Tony this Hawk was... was the first one of this, right? Like Tony Hawk was like day one of the summer games fest or whatever. Well, here's the thing. Is Jeff Keighley just kind of like saying, like trying to like take ownership of everything that gets announced by these independent... I think so. <laughs> like, I don't understand what's going on with that. I'm just like, you, Jeff Keighley's Summer of Games is basically like, as soon as anybody tweets anything, I'm going to be like, N it was me who brought this to the world. Unreal hey. Engine 5. Like, uh, well, I don't know if... That was you who did anything, but uh... I I will say it was like going into it, it was a little like uh, a little misleading because his like I don't know if you guys follow him on Twitter, but his tweets were like ridiculous before, and he's like, in one hour, we're about to reveal the future of gaming. <laughs> Been more excited. About he's like, like it was. So he's like, like JP from uh, from Grandma's yeah. Boy. Like so, like it's the future of gaming. And and they had just did the Tony Hawk reveal the day before or whatever. So like people's expectations, I feel like were already kind of high. And then he comes up, the future of gaming. One hour, tune in. And I was like, ah, oh. like this. Is, yeah. Um. Know. So, but anyway, when it did. When it did uh, ultimately get revealed, it was a couple of guys from Epic Games, and there were, you know, some some technology nerds who were talking about stuff beyond my comprehension. But what it ultimately was is the new Unreal Engine, the new iteration of Unreal Engine, which is awesome that it's going to be free for whoever wants to use it. And they're not going to take any royalties for people using their engine until your game makes a million dollars or more, at which case they, at which point they take five percent, mm -hmm. unless, right? These fees are waived if you sell them on the Epic Game Store, which is Steam's, you know, main yeah. competitor. So they'll waive all those fees, so you get five that full five percent back if you sell in the epic games that's cool but anyway let's talk about the uh the demo did you guys watch the demo Jeez. yeah i was impressed um we all know that that's not a game that's going to be coming out and it's really just meant to show the capabilities it's not even indicative of what games are going to look like at the beginning of this generation but more likely what they're going to look like towards the end of this next generation of gaming what people are basically going to be able to strive towards um a, a good um like uh, maybe not in the article that you linked but i i did read an article that was talking about like a good example of that is that like games that are coming out right now that are using unreal engine 4 aren't even using the full potential of Un Unreal Engine 4. So this is like a, hey, like this is 
what games could look like if you took all full advantages of our engine and but like that is a very like uh i feel like kind of like pipelined like dream scenario right yeah, like, it's worth noting that games like gears of war uh last of us horizon like anything that's proprietary like first party yeah, is typically their using their own engine so, Let regardless, Fortnite. <laughs> yeah, Fortnite is going to be uh, switched switched over to Unreal Engine Five. So there's that. <laughs> That's interesting bit of news. But I think, really, if you're picking apart the the um, the demo that they showed, it's all about. I think mostly it's about light and light, how yeah. how light. Yeah. Actually, you know, it's, you get back into that whole ray tracing um, discussion about the way light bounces off of objects, and they show, you know, it's it's um, this demo contains hundreds of billions of individual triangles, you know, or pieces of geometry to make up the the 3D models that you see on the screen, and it's they they explain it in a you know. The with using complex terminology, but it's really kind of simple what they're what they're saying. They're saying that the graphics processors are and with the combined with the speed of the solid state drives that are going to be part of this next generation are going to be able to basically render what would take you know a cutscene in thirty seconds to load. It's going to be able to do that like in real time, and yeah. and. Um, you know when they show like a piece of the cavern like so the the demo is a is a woman walking through a cave and they're they're showing like they're highlighting the shadows and the way that light reacts um when its orientation is changed and um spatial sound and how because you're in a cave they have systems baked in that will accurately represent how sound would travel bouncing around in those caves based off of the geometry so it's all like really technical but at the same time you know that's the kind of things that make you that really create immersion in a game and make you feel like you're part of the action rather than just a passive observer Right, I was really excited about it and, and the potential of it. What do you guys think? I thought that like the whole thing looked amazing. Mm -hmm. Like the the amount of detail in everything, and then when they move the light around, and you see it move in real time, like what it looks like, mm -hmm. just to watch the sun go from over here to over here, and then you know see it instantly, like. Yes, if I sat there for a whole day, I imagine it would look exactly like that throughout the day, traveling mm -hmm. to fill the space with light. And then they turn off that effect, and it, like, you know, there's dark, and then dark over here, and then, like, you just see the immediate section that you're really in. And, like, none of that light bounces around to fill out the other detail that you would see. Right. Uh, the only thing that I actually stopped and looked at while I was watching the whole thing because it seemed so off from everything else, like the rest of it looked beautiful, but the second that they were like, oh yeah, we came up with new patterns for things like water, and then they look at the puddle that they walked through, and I was like, that water looks like 
garbage, man. It looks like it didn't look that great. Plastic. What's that? No, I, th I, I thought the same thing. Like yeah. I thought the water looked great. Yeah, I, I, I was like, I don't know, man. Like I get it. It's it's moving because you're stepping through it and stuff, but I think it still needs work. Like you need to work on transparency and reflections if you're gonna start fucking with water man because well that's that's just it right like who knows um how much time was really put into this thing. i mean enough to make it a playable right. so the, what i've been hearing is that this was supposed to be playable with the with the dual sense 5 in your hand on a masked playstation 5 on the floor of the gdc hall okay that's what where this was supposed to debut i'm assuming right after mark cerny gave his yeah. boring talk right so if he right. gave that talk and then you went and played this oh yeah you'd be like oh shit right because and people are kind of you know everybody's dogging mark cerny like this is what you should have shown you should have led with this but like it would have been right so it was supposed to be you're supposed yeah. to go sit at that talk and then he was going to say and you can go play a demo right on the floor <laughs> now yeah and they probably would have revealed the controller that day and, and done the talk and done this thing so that's a whole other conversation that's happening right now is 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 sony taking a big hit from right. this whole pandemic that we're going through right now that's actually something like I had two kind of thoughts initially when I like watched this, like, and the first one was that it's like, what do you, uh, what do you guys feel about like when I watched this, I was like, this is just another like weird, awkward like hit to me for like the PlayStation Five when it comes to like them like how they've like uh, com especially compared to Xbox how they revealed everything where like now it's like like when I watched this. I like this is the first time I feel like I've seen anything on regardless of what it is that I could be like this is next gen right mm. like, mm -hmm. like this looks like something that the PS4 definitely couldn't do um yeah, but, I like, see that yeah also at the same time I thought it was just weird that like you know with how awkward it seems like everything's being revealed for the PlayStation it's like so now the first gameplay footage we have from the PS5 is in a tech demo for an engine from another company like it's just weird to me like i don't know yeah like, kind of like just yeah i see that but that is doesn't that seem to kind of line up with the with the with the notion that if at gdc mark cerny gave that exact talk and then the oh, guys absolutely. from epic showed this and then yep. you could go walk and pick up a controller for the first time and play it like that would have been huge for yeah, but then I feel like you have to then I feel like you have to like combat that right like I don't know I just look at like Xbox and like what what they've done where like regardless of like I, I don't know like I don't know that Xbox has shown any gameplay of like next gen but it's like they revealed what their console looked like and then followed it up with a first party exclusive game that's like, probably running, running off of this right maybe, that Senua maybe looks looks like it's been it's been made it's just like more, i feel like it's more like cohesive right it's like here's the console and then here's how the console looks 
from a game that you can only play on this console. And with the PlayStation, it's like, we still don't know what it looks like, but here's what it looks like if you're playing a game, but this really isn't a game. It's just a tech demo for an engine that's never going to... Like, it's just weird. Like, I don't know. The but whole... See, there's that whole other... Weird to me. Like There's that whole other conversation now about the advanced solid-state drive that's going to be in the PS5. And even the guys from Epic are saying that, you know, this yeah. is going to set the precedent for what PC SSDs strive for in the future. Now, that's like kind was, of huge. Yeah. That's, you know, so that's like a big... That, that That's a... I don't know. It's a, it's a big yeah. megaton bomb dropped by PS5. In a sense, if you're still talking about a console war, which I don't think many people are, but I'm not saying, yeah. like, oh, PS5 won, or they're winning again. I'm just saying, like, that's pretty impressive. It looks like they're they're taking all that money that they made this generation and putting it into the hands of people who are going to be like, yeah, no, you want to get a PS5. Like Epic Games, for example. I will say it was, like, kind of noteworthy that, like, the whole time like epic is obviously right like a third party they have games that are on xbox and pc right whatever mm-hmm. it's like even switch right like uh but like even I phones that they didn't once mention xbox it was all like this is running on a playstation 5 playstation 5 helped us get to like when you see this here it's because of the place like that part was interesting i just feel like this would hit so much different if like we had a reveal of the playstation 5 with a like here is killzone shadowfall 2 or whatever the exclusive game is gonna be at launch like this would then like i feel like be so it would uh i don't know it would it would like push that initiative further of like wow like it's not just like in-house first party studios that have access to the PlayStation 5 way before other people, but also, like, third-party developers are making things for the PlayStation 5 that also look really, really good. But I really like, sort of feel like the reason that we haven't seen the console yet is because they're trying to limit the amount of hype. Yeah. Because they still have to sell Last of Us 2 and Ghost. But also then, like, I feel like they're doing, like, if, if that is their goal, they're doing way too good of a job because I feel like they're killing any hype whatsoever about the console. But like, I don't know. Just, I think this generated yeah. some decent hype, this this uh, Unreal Engine thing. Well, yes and no. I feel like the Unreal Engine thing is still super powerful. Like, I understand that you want to see gameplay from a PS5, like, of a PS5 game that you're, like oh, this will be a game for PS5. But, like, the Unreal Engine thing is still super powerful. I just feel, like, mistimed. Like, yeah. if they did have this and, uh, you know, release this video alongside the GDC video of his tech talk, and then it was like, oh, yeah, so check it out. Here's the thing. And then they play that and have that go with it. Like, that increases... One, the stuff that people are going to take away from the Tech Talk GDC thing. It, two, explains the constant PS4 connection in the Unreal video. PS5. But, uh, PS5 in the Unreal video. Like, 
I feel like it was just mistimed when they announced this. And at the same time, I agree that they should be hyping up the, you know, PS4 exclusive games that they have coming that are still going to be on it before hyping the PS5. Um, I feel like Microsoft is hyping the Xbox because they have nothing. They have no games. Yeah. Uh, no, like, like I agree. I, I I agree. But it's just to me, it's just weird. Like it's like right now, like when you think about the the two consoles, right? It's like, well, I know with the Xbox One, it's going to launch with a new Halo game, which is huge, mm-hmm. right? And then also they've showed me a sequel to an extremely well received, very popular, good game that they bought the studio of that you now can only play on Xbox in mm-hmm. the. The Senua, whatever the name of the second game is. But Saga. Like, yeah. Like, th- they've also showed me that that I know is going to be on the the new Xbox. And then it's like, when you think of the PlayStation 5, it's like, so they showed that one game at the Game Awards that's not first party that was like, we don't really know. Like, I'm even struggling to remember what it was. It was like, there's a giant sword and people walk up to it and talk about the giant sword. And that was like the first PS five game reveal. And it was like, <gasps> like, and now this, and that's like all like, and this isn't even a game. It's like, so, right. Well, this is going to work out really well for the segue, right? Because the next yeah. thing on this yeah. list is the, there was a rumor that the PS five was going to be released earlier than expected in October. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. And Sony has come out publicly and denied that. And I think, oh. like, without getting too into it, I think, you know, talking about a November release, which is where my prediction was, was November 1st, actually, was my old prediction. Um, having things ready for October, you know, and that, that date being, like, leaked or whatever kind of makes sense. Um, but uh, go ahead. If you look at it, you want to say something about Well, I was this. just going to say to add on to this, I, I couldn't find a link for it. So, like, I, I didn't put it. But also, like, last week when Xbox did their, like, third-party reveal event or whatever, they showed, like, uh, Dirt 5 or some racing Dirt game. I can only remember if it was 5 or, like, an acronym. But uh, there was a big thing about that where, like, a bunch of outlets that got press releases from Dirt 5... Mm-hmm. That uh, press relief press release said that it would be available for PS4, uh, Xbox One, and then the the new consoles like PS5 and Xbox Series X in October, and so that was like a week before this comes out, right? Which is kind of like you know you can take that with a grain of salt. Like maybe that was a mistake on their part, and they meant like it comes out on current consoles in October, and then whenever the new ones release. But it's just weird to me that like that came out and was like, is it are the new consoles coming in October now? And then this a week later is like a job listing for October. Right. Oh yeah, it was a job listing. That's right. So just, it's just, just interesting. That, like two things in a week have said like October for. Well, you know, to, to sort of unpack this whole thing in a way, and 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 sort of touch back on something that you just said, I'm on IGN's website and they've got uh, a PlayStation Five wiki with a list of confirmed PS5 games that I'm looking at. And I'll just run through them because it's not a long list. You've got Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Battlefield 6, Chorus, Destiny 2, 
Dirt 5, Fortnite, Godfall, which is the one that's like the one that yeah, we've that's all, the one that I was talking about the game award. Uh, Gods and Monsters, Madden, Twenty One, Yeah, Microman, Observer. I've never heard of that. Outriders by Square Enix, uh, Rainbow Six Siege and Rainbow Six Quarantine, <laughs> Scarlet Nexus, that Lord of the Rings Gollum game, The Sims Five. And then some untitled game by Square Enix. Uh, that Vampire Masquerade Bloodlines 2. And then Watch, Lo- Watch Dogs Legion. And it's also likely that um, the, the, the next releases, the concurrent releases for the Final Fantasy VII Remake will be yeah. on the next-gen consoles as well. Um, so like five of those games that you said are like Ubisoft games that yeah. like... We haven't seen anything of that they just got delayed right and it's like yeah. so now they have to come out on the new comps right 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 i'm i'm just um like trying, that trying to monsters game was supposed to come out like last month but it got delayed by a year so it's like well now it, it has to come out on the ps5 too but, but just to provide some context like you see that that they're working and that's what this other thing that playstation uh, studios has rebranded their first party like so everything that fell under the sony worldwide studios umbrella is now going to be called playstation studios and they made a very fancy looking uh opening animation that's going to be at the beginning of their games i'll play it right now right it's really here it is So there's that. Um, everybody has been commenting on the obvious similarities to the Marvel Studios intro. Also, sure. like the Xbox intro as well. Like I saw side by side of that. It's yeah. almost identical. Right. Like um, that being said, you know, we we I'm famous for saying good artist copy, good great artist steal. You know that whole thing. I'm not famous yeah. for that. Somebody else said that long before I did. I just always say it on this show. Um, but that's irrelevant. I think it's important to have something like that. And I think that sort of, uh, the reason that that ties into what we were just talking about is that sort of reinforces the fact that while we may not have heard much from Sony, like they're being very quiet and for whatever their reasons may be, you can expect some bangers, maybe not at the launch of the PS5, but soon after, we're going to get a Horizon sequel. We're going to get a sequel to God of War. We're going to get a sequel to Spider-Man. We're going to get all these games. Like, There's going to be another Uncharted game. It's not going to be Nathan Drake. It might not even be made by Naughty Dog. But, you know, it's going to be on PlayStation. That's the... So, yeah. there's going to be a Gran Turismo whatever. And, and all this shit. Maybe another Ratchet and Clank. And, um... Who knows if Naughty Dog decides they're going to... Whatever Naughty Dog's next thing is, you know? Like, all this shit is coming for the PS5. So, while they're maybe not doing what they, everything they could be doing right now, I, I don't know that they're genuinely, uh, genuinely doing anything that's hurting them. Like, you know? I, 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 just, I just think it's like one of those things where it's like, if I think about it like from because obviously yes like 
I will probably at some point end up buying a PS5 just off the fact that we will get a God of War sequel and a Spider-Man sequel and a Horizon sequel. And I'm very interested in playing those games. Those are my favorite, some of my favorite games right now. So it's like, of course, I want to play the follow-ups of those. So like that alone will get me to buy a PS5 at some point. That's what I'm saying. But it's, just like, it's just like the way, like, if, like, let's say the, the console does come out in October, it's like... As of right now, like today, as it stands, I have zero reason to want to buy a PS5. Where it's like, just Halo alone makes me go, I'm interested in the Xbox. Okay, so for all the people who've got $500 that they want to go and spend on a luxury item, and they're, they're not invested in any sort of way, they haven't played the original Horizon, they don't know anything about Spider Man, they've never played, um, uh halo even and they're just saying well what can i go buy and they're gonna look and they're gonna say well what's this one do and what's this one do regardless of the games that it plays they just they know that they're gonna buy some new console yeah i could see why a lot of people would buy an xbox because you've got that heavy hitter that's gonna launch with it but i think and then also confirmed maybe not at launch but follow-ups right like but you don't have, for, like- but don't forget though yeah of course there's the follow-ups and, and everything that's gonna come after and yeah but let's not forget about and and backwards compatibility is huge but there's a hundred there's there's over a hundred and four what is it no i think the newer numbers there's 110 million ps4 owners out there and they might have a reason if they got a brand new 8k tv and they want to hook up the most fanciest way to play their ps4 library like that's going to be it so those people have a reason and they know the good games are coming but when you know it 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 does come down to who's marketing like what and xbox is kind of saying like yeah yeah we've got the most powerful console but technically you don't even need to buy it to play our games so why do i want to go spend the money that's going to cost you know the console that's more probably mostly likely going to cost more for, but also, for two extra teraflops, which I don't even know what that is. <laughs> what does that even no, mean? I, I agree. I agree. But also, like, I feel like that that same, like, kind of initial, um, like, fault that the Xbox has of, like, well, why do I need to buy one if I could just buy an Xbox One and play these games is also playing to its benefit because it's, like, right now it's, like, hey, if I buy Last of Us on PS4, am I going to have to buy... Last of Us, Last of Us Two. If I, am, am I going to have to buy Last of Us Two remastered for the PS Five? They really need or, to be more transparent about that. Or are they going to do the Xbox thing, where Xbox has already come out and said, "Hey, all first-party titles that you buy on Xbox, if you if you buy on Xbox One, they will be enhanced and play on Xbox Series X." No questions asked. No more money spent. Sony hasn't said anything. No, but so Sony like, has confirmed that the PS Four games will be playable. They will be playable, right? But it's like, is it just going to be the PS4 version of Last of Us? Right. They haven't. That has anything to do with the PlayStation Studios thing, like happening? No, the PlayStation Studios thing. I'm just saying, like, the only reason that that's relevant is because they've got this roster of of characters that they're, you know, identifying as the PlayStation brand, and those games will come. I kind of feel like they're doing that too because I think they're like I think in the future you're going to start seeing like a lot of these PlayStation games branching out into other media's like movies or TV shows and stuff. 
So I think yeah. they're just trying to get like a brand for like the collective. This isn't Naughty Dog. This isn't Sucker Punch. This is PlayStation Studios. Right. But yeah, like I don't know. Uh, like obviously, I'm excited about like. Well, the the whole PlayStation Studios thing. I think the the important takeaway from that on its own is that you're they're saying whether it's Naughty Dog or whether it's Sucker Punch or whether it's this or that, these yeah, this, these games collect. are going to be the quality that you come to expect from a Sony product. Like, that's... Like, Sony has acquired these developers and they're touting them as the best of the best, right? Also, I like to feel that there's, like, some little, like, petty in there for, like, uh, the MLB show games are under that and now they're going to be sold on other consoles. So you, like... So that launch, PlayStation launch Studios. new MLB 20 on Xbox and the PlayStation, like the Sony, whatever it's called, uh, I PlayStation mean, Studios logo pops up on your Xbox. Like, I can't wait to see it. Yeah, <laughs> I want to see that happen. I mean, it's one step closer yeah. to everybody being able to play nicely together. The whole thing sounds to me like uh, Xbox's approach at this point is like, all right, the last console, like this generation... Clearly, PlayStation had all the games, right? Mm -hmm. Like, all the major titles people wanted to play kept coming out PlayStation. So, PlayStation has all the games. So, the way I look at it is PlayStation has the games. They know they have the games. So, they're trying to sell the next console, right? Yeah. Whereas Microsoft maybe doesn't have as many games, has, like, a couple that have hardcore fan bases for. Mm Mm-hmm. So they're trying to sell the ecosystem. They're saying, hey, man, you can't afford the brand new awesome one. Maybe buy the older one. You'll still be able to play it. Just won't look as cool. And then once they have that growing ecosystem, then they can try for the next generation to be like, okay, look, guys, we built all these fans and we have fans because we have good games. And they bought all these studios, right? Right, right. And then it just keeps that's what they're doing like i I feel like they have to at this point because they really like i was the xbox guy until the playstation 4 Mm, and once the playstation 4 hit i was like well xbox one doesn't really have that many more games like you got forza you got gears you got halo yep and i was in it for gears I had been out of Halo for a couple of years at that point, so I really didn't care there. Um, and then after that, like everything that came there also came to PS4 or PC, where I was doing a lot of my gaming at the time. Yeah. So it was like, by the time I was ready to play something other than PC games, I was like, okay, so who won the console war? And then it's just like, well, who has all the games? Uh, Sony. So you should do that. Because even the games I wanted to play from Microsoft, most of them I could get on the PC through their Games Pass or like whatever else. Dude, the PC Games Pass is like fantastic. Yeah, it's it is. Great. It is like the future. So good. Um, so yeah, there's all that. <laughs> Did you, uh, yeah, keeping in line with the PlayStation goings on. Did you not guys... coming out in October? Not coming out in October. Did you yeah. guys check out the State of Play, the Ghost of yes. Tsushima State of Play, the eighteen-minute expose? And uh... I started this. I actually did not watch the whole thing yet. 
Okay, so it's, it's um, pretty. Like I feel like it's pretty good. I'm actually yeah. There's no point in playing that. Well, it's 18 minutes yeah. long, but it's yeah. um. There there were some some notes, and if you look in the doc where it says key features shown, I think this yes. So we've got all sorts of. They finally. So what it, what the state of play was, which is number one. It shows us that state of play is not an abandoned concept by Sony, mm-hmm. so they're still going to continue with that. That's form. good. Yeah. I feel like Nintendo's nailing it with the directs and stuff, so I feel like a constant, like even on a semi-regular basis, to drop in and be like, hello, user interface. Yeah, like, I mean, so many people focus on the disembodied voice and like, oh, the presentation is XYZ. Like, we, we could say a about lot about that, that most recent inside Xbox. Like, the big joke is like, you guys are Microsoft. You couldn't send your people, like, better cameras and, and microphones, but uh, regardless, <laughs> the, the this state of play, this presentation, I think, was really good. There was no random woman's voice. It was the developer's kind of talking you through this actual gameplay footage and uh we got to see the hud we got to see the menu screens we got to see some of the systems in action and like you could see things going on around that if you were playing the game you would like probably head straight for them and they just kind of like let you see that it's there but then go somewhere else you know so they were really did a good job of not spoiling any thing but showing like the systems that were at work so some of the the big takeaways was i don't know if you're going to be able to turn it on but in this demo there was no mini map you had to pick a point that you wanted to go explore on the big map in the pause menu then you could push a button to make the wind blow and the the direction that the wind is blowing is the direction that you're supposed to be going but there's no like yellow dotted line that you're just following straight towards something like that really breaks the immersion and I, I I didn't really need to see anything else when I saw that I'm like oh what the, wow this game's actually trying something different dude that black and white filter oh the one yeah so they have a black and white filter to make it look like old samurai movies very cool um, like I feel like you, I, could, you like, can play the whole that- game in Japanese with Japanese yeah. audio and like, English subtitles. That, I was like, I'm going to play this game like through fully, and then I'm going to go back and do a black and white playthrough. That's dope. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, some other key features that they showed in the demo. This is I'm reading from IGN has a compiled list. Uh, players have a horse that they can call as needed. Um, they're showing that ba- uh, bamboo and you wood were shown in the demo that can be picked up as a resource in the environment. Uh, there's some location names were revealed, including Kashine Hills, Yagata Forest, and Farmstead. Uh, you've got objectives in, uh, like rescuing hostages at a Mongol-controlled farm. Um, let's see. You can stop and investigate points of interest. Yeah. Foxes and birds and tall trees and weird plumes of smoke are all used to sort of like indicate a point of interest you can pet the fox no you can find you can ask what the fox says no yeah um once you discover a key spot then you can fast travel 
but this is one of those games where it looks like I'm going to want to spend a lot more time traversing on my own than fast traveling. Right. Uh, they showed they showed some combat. Um, there was, you know, your typical, you could switch stances and fight in different ways. You can operate as a samurai and go in with your sword swinging, or you can operate as the ghost where you sneak in. Yeah, and uh, when playing as the ghost, you're kind of playing in a more dishonorable way where you sneak up behind your enemies and assassinate them and, like, lure them out of the way by throwing stuff, which is not a new thing, but, you know, just good to know that you can do it. Um, There was, like, when enemies are close together, you can assassinate multiple enemies if the timing is right. So a lot of cool combat things that they showed. Um, ba, 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 ba. you got a grappling hook, swing across gaps, climb up ledges. Then they showed a little bit of customization. You can collect. I'm uh, super diff- excited about this part. Like, yeah, different different armors can do different. They actually are functional, but then yeah. you can customize them to be different colors based off of dye that you pick up found throughout the world. So that's cool. Hmm. This made me when they showed this part, like this section of the uh, state of play, yeah. when they were showing the character. It made me like just think back of like, oh yeah, like God of War had char- like armor customization and stuff. And then I thought about Horizon Zero Dawn mm-hmm. and how terrible the outfits were in that game. Oh like, really? The armor are so like it's like Aloy has a diaper on her head now, and it's like, what is this? Like this is so bad. Uh, I remember in God of War being like, oh, this armor has great stats, but I don't like the way it looks. (laughs) You know, like it was a lot of that, which some games I know that they'll let you like, I don't know, essentially copy and paste like the stats from one armor set to the one that you like the way it looks. But I don't know. I I feel like I'll stick with I'm, I'm always like trying to be like, okay, what maxes out my stats? And I never try and do like what one style of playthrough. But I think maybe with this game, I'll be like, okay, am I gonna stealth? Am I gonna go aggressive? How do I want to do it? Mm. And that'll that'll provide for more replay value because this is most likely gonna be a day one purchase for me. I'm excited about Ghost. It I'm depends. But it really all depends on how far I am in The Last of Us. If I still haven't beaten it by then, which I'm sure I, I will have. Mm-hmm. Um, that is. That's the like, concern I have with Last yeah. of Us and Deadly Premonition because it's like a month or less between the two. So I'm like, now I have a month or less to complete it before they start coming out. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, I feel, I hope that, like, this game gets, like, its due in the fact that, like, I want it to, like, I hope that Last of Us doesn't, like, um, you know, like, overshadow this because it comes out a month before and it's, like, I feel like this game, from everything I've seen, like, the studio's track record, like, I feel like it deserves its own, like, kind of shine. And so I hope that, you know, The Last of Us doesn't, like, over, overshadow it. I think you've got people who are equally hyped for uh, both of these things. And, and we'll all know on, um, on July 20, uh, July, 20, July 17th when it comes out. Speaking like, of games that are coming out on July 17th, mm-hmm. Paper Mario 
the Origami King got surprised announced by Nintendo the other day. Does Ooh. does anybody care? I, I'm sorry. Did did anybody have anything off to put about Ghost? Because we're running short on time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, just excited. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's another banger of a game. Looks Five. like coming from Sony. So I want to cut somebody in half with a sword. Yes, that's they're definitely gonna be. I noticed that you could like chop limbs off and stuff. So yeah, neato. Um, does anybody care about Paper Mario? I mean, I know that they were teasing it, and they were kind of like, uh, there was rumors, and here it is. So this kind of like is good news for that whole Mario 3D collection remake yeah. that they're talking about. That would be sweet to see come now. But uh, when is like, the anniversary? Isn't it the whole year is what they're claiming? Like, and they're just like, this is the year of Mario. Oh, the whole year? All right. Yeah. I, don't I know. feel like that's what I saw. It was like... This is like the 35th year of Mario. Right. But I don't know there's like a specific day they. Oh, isn't there like, don't they? I think it already passed, right? Isn't it like. Isn't it March 10th? That, yeah, they do that. No, that's, that's Mario, Mario Day. That's Mario yeah. Day. That has nothing to do with. Um... Yeah. Oh, um, uh, another Paper Mario game is like, I guess if you like the Paper Mario games, then you're excited. I the only thought that I had about the whole thing was wow they found another way to make paper into another thing. Yeah. Like like I know they did paper and I remember one of them was like stickers and color splash and I feel like there was another one too. The last couple uh, weren't great. Yeah. But and then they were like oh origami I'm like oh shit so now you you colored the paper, you made it paper, and now, now you're folding the paper. Like, oh my god, this is amazing. Like, what do we do next? Dude. It's got to be like... But... Uh, the only thing that I did wonder is, did you watch the whole announcement trailer? Yeah. At the very end, it shows Paper Mario with an origami Samus helmet running around back and forth. I didn't and, like, catch they made... that. Yeah, they, like, made a point of it. It's, like, the last... Uh, let me see here. So I'm at two, 2.02 to 2.16. So a solid 14 seconds. And you just get him running around in a Samus helmet. And I was really wondering if that was nothing more than, like, a teaser for, hey, we have a Metroid thing coming, too. Like, look out for Metroid news. I'm playing the trailer. So we'll just when it gets there, oh. yeah, it's just like the last fifteen seconds or so. I um yeah, it's an interesting little. This game looks pretty cool, but I just don't know that it's got enough to draw me in at this point of like the like I've never finished any RPG Mario yeah. game. I, I played like uh, the Mar like Mario RPG, and then the like uh, Thousand Year Door is really good. I think. Um, that which one was that for? The Wii. I think. Oh, GameCube. One of those split ones, right? Didn't it come out on both? I think. I don't remember. I mean, Thousand I, Year Door. The good. art style of this is fantastic. Oh yeah. They make paper look really good. Yeah, yeah. it was on. Thousand Your Door was GameCube. Mm. 
Um, what about those Mario, those arms style Mario arms? <laughs> uh, yeah, like I think all that just like ties right back into origami, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they're like actually taking their flat things and trying to make them three-dimensional, which is always the, um, the problem that I feel like they run into in those games. The one thing that I did, like the rumor when like all of this stuff got like, assuming that all of this is like true, right? This is kind of the first step of like that Mario leak where it was like, there's a new Paper Mario game and the remasters are coming. Um, Like that, that leak did say that this was supposed, like, they were going back to the like paper uh the thousand year door like style where it's mm -hmm. like i feel like the strength of that game was like your party members and like who you could recruit and stuff like that like when you get into like the more recent ones like color splash was the last one that i played it's like your party members suck it's just like here's a toad and then here's a different color toad and here's another different like they're just not interesting where like uh yeah. in your door had like very unique different interesting party members that you could recruit and let go and stuff so like i don't yeah. know like that's supposedly what this one is supposed to be more like um according to that leak i have no idea if that's true or not but mm. i don't know i'll probably pick this up at some point like i don't know if it's a day one buy for me but yeah i don't know Mario RPGs are not really on my high spot. Yeah. On do you see this? Uh, games that I run out to buy. Do you see this that screen that I paused on? Where? What's your time? One thirty-six. Okay. What does that remind you of? Oh, the Wind Waker piece of shit. <laughs> oh now. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I stutter? My baby like that. Wind Waker piece of shit. Yeah, exactly like it. Well, I'm just saying, you've got um, this that kind of calls back to Wind Waker. And I don't know if you noticed that, that little island that's in that screenshot is a question mark. Yep. Which is interesting. you got the Samus thing at the end. You've got the, like I said, the arms that look like, you know, that game arms. Right. Uh, yeah, the only thing that made me super suspicious about the Samus thing is, like, you definitely could have cut this whole thing you know, fade out on the white that says coming July 17th. Right, they went back to and show. And just, like, cut with the switch thing and be done with it. Yeah. But they went back to show him. Yeah. Like, oh, it looks like he's battling something. Yeah, oh. like, there's sure. something you don't like, see every day. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Like, why don't you just tell me your Metro news instead of teasing it with a shitty Paper Mario game? <laughs> It's like making me watch the first 15 minutes of 90 Day Fiance just to figure out which one of the goddamn, you know, uh, 19 Kids and Counting Kids is touching the other one in the next episode. I mean, it's fantastic. I watch it every week. That show's hot garbage. so good. If you like your garbage hot, man, that's where you get it. I'll take any season of 90 Day Fiance over the entire Game of Thrones series. Oh, shots fired. But I've actually seen infinite amount more 90 Day Fiance than I have fucking Game of Thrones. So. You guys are The wild. battles in there are pretty amazing. Though. I got my mom into watching it as well. I was like, I think you'll like this. And now she like texts me every Sunday like, did you see the new episode? <laughs> That's the worst. I guess we'll even to add that to the that, list. Though, it's, um, no, even worse than that is the one that comes on after it, which is just like the original the couples 
from 90 Day Fiance watching the new couples on 90 Day Fiance just to like talk shit about them and stuff. Yeah. Oh, there was a woman from uh, Middletown, Connecticut on there too. Oh, yeah. Which really fucking. Oh, it was amazing. I actually saw her here. Like, really? after the show. Did you go get her autograph? <laughs> no, I did not. I wanted nothing to do with it. But she was in a grocery store and still tried to make herself look like she was super important. Oh, really? Like, yeah, it's just super gross. That is gross. But, you know, one of those people you want nothing to do with. But I saw her and I was like, ha, you have to buy bread at the same place I do, bitch. <laughs> like, <laughs> and that dude broke your heart on TV in front of millions. Like, fuck you. Get tell, out of here. Tell me how you really feel about the situation. I'll tell you how I really feel. <laughs> Listen, all right? TLC stands for... Oh, that I feel like TLC is my favorite network. Dude, that whole channel is awful. TLC stands for The Learning Channel. I have never learned a single thing from that channel other than if you're looking to lose IQ, this is the channel that you watch. That's the, the only thing learning channel. <laughs> yeah. Oh, awful. Anyway, back to something worth anything. Well, not Paper Mario. Yeah, moving you... on. <laughs> I, I figured we would just wrap it up here. We don't need to talk about that other yeah. one. Let's just play around with that a little bit, and uh, we'll talk about it next week. Yeah, for sure. Well, boys, we made it through another one. Woot woot. Right at the yeah. two-hour mark, too, and I was expecting that we were going to go way over because of the, the way it started, but we just got the shit down. Yeah. yeah. We got the shit down. So? It's now, just what happens when you play more games than read about games. That's right. Now it's time to sit in front of this computer for longer than I intended and uh, chop shit up. Maybe, maybe I just upload the whole video again like I've been doing and <laughs> call it a day. Well, if you upload the whole thing and then go back and just try and chop up the pieces. That's true. That's true. Then it gets it about immediately and you get the highlights throughout the week. That's right. See? Smart. A little something for you. What do you say, guys? Got anything you want to plug? Um, I have a Warp in Time video coming. Oh. Nothing, nothing to be super excited about, so like, don't hype any expectations at all. I'm waiting for the God of War one. Right, right, right. Everybody's waiting for the God of War one. But, I'm just saying, like, don't get your expectations out there. But but it's coming. There is something coming from the channel. So, Hooray. Where can you find that? Uh, At youtube.com slash a warp in time, I think it is. Awesome. (laughs) If that link works, I forget. I, I know yeah. it's, I know it's because I'm following your channel, but like I thought it was weird the other day. Like I was trying to look up a video on how to like cook fries in the air fryer, mm-hmm. and in my recommended on the side was like the initial like trailer video for that your channel. And I thought it was just so weird that. <laughs> Like, yeah, you want to know about air frying? Hold up, I know this fat guy, right? At first, you I got excited. I thought it was a new video, and then I clicked on. <laughs> I was like, no, this is the one I watched. And like, I don't. No, like, new was... video coming. Unboxing of an air fryer. Just awesome. so again, pops feed again. <laughs> Pop, you got anything to plug? Uh, no. Twitch.tv/slash Pop that baby maker. Follow me if you want. 
Follow me right into your girl's DMs. You guys what? have a social media presence too, right? Where can they find you on Twitter or Instagram or wherever? Oh, my Instagram is Pop That Baby Maker. My Twitter is Baby Maker eighteen oh three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my Twitter. Yeah. Nice. That's that. Uh, Twitter. Uh, Mike. I'm on Instagram, Killer Metal Mike, but I recently stopped shouting into the void of Twitter. Yeah. So it's still there. It's still an an you know active, alive page, but I don't look at it. Yeah, because you don't have anything to say to Limited Run anymore. Exactly. I'm done yelling at companies for now. Yeah, so until somebody until else I need to tell somebody else to fuck off, then it's I'm not gonna start tagging you in every Limited Run post. You do that, and I'll start <laughs> adding comments saying, "Fuck this shit." Where's Jane Silent Bob? Um, you can follow me at Twitch.tv/MarkMoney. Um, ba 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 ba. You go to youtube.com slash don't hate the podcast that's where you can find these videos um and we will be back next week next saturday with hot takes on everything else that's happening and what we've been playing and uh air fryers apparently or what was Dude, i'm gonna use the air fryer this week next week's podcast yes. i will review some air fryer food yes right. i can't wait for this there can't we go wait. so you heard it here first folks um yeah that's it episode 17 episode 17 wow damn blowing through blowing through from all of us yeah don't hate the podcast hate liquid fried foods there it is peace